Welcome to the Luke Messias Show. Last week, we told you about the wins that we had during the legislative session. Really positive episode. But here's the thing. This week, we're bringing you the losses. And I have 49 different bills, pieces of policy that would have made Texans' lives better that the Texas House of Representatives killed. We're going to overview these today because as the grassroots are thinking about where Texas needs to go, you need to understand the type of policy that our leaders are killing and how that's affecting our state. Let's get to the show. If you go to any town hall by your state representative, they're likely going to say something like, this was one of the most conservative sessions in Texas history. We've never accomplished so many good things. And when I came to you last week, I gave you a list of conservative wins that probably all of you walked away from going, man, we're doing pretty good as a state. But ultimately, this was nowhere close to the most conservative session in Texas history. Why? Well, the answer is simple. Conservatives, in order to be conservative, have to conserve things. We have to conserve something. See, the fact that children are now being sexually transitioned, which was never happening a couple decades ago, doesn't mean that passing one or two bills that start to stop some of those aspects is conserving anything. It is preventing the most horrific things from happening to those kids. But what I'm gonna go through is revealing the fact that we're not conserving any type of innocence for children. We're not conserving their innocence. We are still leaving them wide open to be sexualized by government paid actors, by government sanctioned individuals. We are not conforming our laws to conserve them as children. And the list goes on and on and on. Here's the thing I wanna focus on today. I'm gonna to go through these bills. And this episode is gonna be a little longer than normal. And if that upsets you, you can blame the Texas House of Representatives because if I or other people were Speaker of the Texas House, I'm just gonna tell you, this list would be a lot shorter. I'm gonna read through some bills that you're gonna go, that's obvious. And I'm gonna tell you where they died in the process. The truth is that almost all of these pieces of legislation passed the Texas Senate. So if you're wondering, hey, did the Senate do this work for the vast majority of these bills? The answer is yes, they did. So let's start through the list. And if you're wondering, what do I need to see out of a Texas House of Representatives that is fully dedicated to advancing conservative policy in the state, it would be the passage of these bills. Most of these bills are not bills that just got filed and never went anywhere. Most of these bills are bills that got filed, had a hearing on the other side of the chamber, on the other side of the building in the other chamber, were passed out of that committee, were placed on a calendar, were debated in a legislative body filled with Democrats and Republicans, passed that legislative body, came to the House, never got a hearing, or came to the House, got a hearing, got input from both sides, got voted out of that committee. Some of them passed out a committee with even Democrat support, went to a calendars committee, never got on the calendar, or went to the calendars committee and almost all of them got placed on the very last calendar. This is gonna be a story you hear multiple times on this episode. You're gonna hear about a bill that went all 
all the way to the very last calendar. So I'm gonna preface this before I go through the list with explaining that one of the sinister things that the calendars committee did was they put a bunch of these awesome conservative bills that we need on the very last calendar of the very last day so that the Democrats could kill the bill. And I put that in like air quotes. If you're listening, it's like, think of like, oh, what do you mean the Democrats killed the bill? Well, the Democrats didn't kill the bill. See, what the Democrats did was they were handed a silver platter and they said, hey, here's all of these conservative bills and all you have to do is swat your hand and put them all on the ground and they all die. Now, if you do this, we're gonna tell everybody you killed them. And they're like, well, all of my voters want me to kill them. Okay, well, here's the platter. They're all there, just push them off. Now, the question is in that metaphorical situation, did the person who pushed them off kill them or the person that put them all on the silver platter and said, hey, you can push them off? Because what they could have done with all this policy is said, no, we actually want it to become law. So we're actually going to do things and put it on an early enough calendar to where the Democrats can't do that. Let's start on this list. The first one is House Bill 888, and this is by Representative Shelby Slauson. Here's what you need to know. If a child, a 15, 16, 17, 18-year-old child, or a young adult, or an older adult, is meeting with medical professionals, and they're telling them, hey, I can turn you into a girl, even though you're a boy. I can turn you into a woman, even though you're a man. And they start treating them. There are circumstances, increasingly common circumstances, where these individuals later on in life go, that person lied to me. They've ruined my body. They've butchered me. They've destroyed this body that was given to me by a creator who designed me with a specific purpose, sex and gender. And so they then go to a lawyer and say, what do I do to these people that completely lied to me? Now in many red states, the lawyer will say, we can take those people to court, but not in Texas in almost all the circumstances. We have laws that make it very, very, very hard And in some cases, there is only a two-year statute of limitations. So if this 16-year-old stops treatment at 17, if they don't find a lawyer and file a lawsuit by the time they're 19, in almost every circumstance, the lawsuit gets thrown out, they never even get a day in court. HB 888 by Shelby Slauson was filed to say, we're gonna extend that period of time that they have to realize they were lied to and abused in these circumstances and take their abusers to court. That bill passed out of committee And the calendars committee put it on the very last calendar so the Democrats could kill it. The calendars committee, led by Dustin Burroughs, killed that bill. HB 3502 by Jeff Leach is another bill related to detransitioners, HB 3502. And here's what this did. So we have a bunch of health insurance companies that are all leftists in the policies that they have. And here's what I mean. They will say, hey, little kid, you want to get puberty blockers? You want to get... Uh, hormone therapy, you want to get the cross-sex hormones, you want to get a surgery, we'll pay for it. We'll cover it. We'll do it. You want to keep getting all these drugs? Great. But let's say that child who then becomes a young adult says, uh, no, I'm actually a woman and I'd like to get the treatment to try to restore as much of my physical body as possible. I want to restore and return to how I was created. The insurance company will say, oh, We don't pay for any of that. Sorry, you have to pay for all that out of pocket. See, we're only in the business, the evil business of butchering your body. We'll pay for that all day long. But if you want to be restored, 
We're not interested. HB3502 said, no, no, no. If you're going to pay for the evil acts, you have to pay for the restoration. The calendars committee, Dustin Burroughs, killed that bill. They put it at the very end. Oh, man, the Democrats killed it is what they all cried. Didn't happen. Dustin Burroughs killed that bill. After those two bills died, there was still another Senate bill, Senate Bill 1029 by Bob Hall. And this bill had a ton of stuff in it regarding all the transition that was happening to kids and all these things. But in it were several different policies that helped detransitioners. So if those bills had died and House leadership had been serious about, oh my gosh, we didn't know Democrats were going to kill this bill when we put it on a silver platter, they could have said, hey, let's take Senate Bill 1029 and move it through the process because the calendar still allows us to move it. That bill went to the State Affairs Committee, never even got a hearing. Weren't serious about protecting detransitioners. Senate Bill 1601 by Brian Hughes was a bill that was filed in the Senate, passed the Senate on April 24th, had a hearing, got through the process. The Senate put all its due diligence in, and this bill was very simple. It said, if you're going to host these drag queen story hours, you're not getting public funds. So remember, we passed the drag show ban, but what the drag show ban said was that you cannot perform these sexual performances in front of kids, okay? So you can't dance and shake your crotch and, you know, do all sorts of crazy things right in front of a kid. That's a good bill. But here's the truth. All of these libraries can still say, hey, we've got this creepy dude that's going to dress up like a woman and come read to your kids. And that's disgusting. How Senate Bill 1601 said, hey, if you're going to host any of those events, even though they're not performing in a sexual manner, you're not going to get state money. We're not going to give you money. We're not going to give you collectively all the Texans taxpayer dollars. That was sent to state affairs. Never even got a hearing. It passed the Senate in early April with plenty of time. Senate Bill 162 by Charles Perry was the birth certificate sex protection bill. This bill said that your sex has to be on your birth certificate. Right now, it says gender of the kid, male, female, or other. A couple years ago, Texas said, hey, why don't we just start putting a bunch of others down? This says we're going to put a sex section and we're going to say it's male or female and it can't be changed. By the way, this law should also apply to a gender section if that section is also on a birth certificate. You can't change your gender and you can't change your sex. Here's the thing. Currently in Texas law, parents can decide that Tommy, born a boy, lived a boy, assigned a boy, created as a boy, can become a girl. And they can go and change his birth certificate to say Tommy's a girl. That means that the state of Texas is participating in these evil acts. That's what that means. And Senator Charles Perry filed a bill to say, we don't want to participate in that. The Senate took it up. They passed it out. They sent it over to the House. This bill passed in March in the Senate. Never received a hearing in the Texas House. Stephanie Click never even gave it a hearing. How gross. The bill died. Stephanie Click killed it. Senate Bill 1446 by Brian Hughes was an ESG ban on state pensions. And what that is, is the reality that all these corporations and all these investment managers are pushing these leftist ideas through 
publicly funded, all, all of these public pension funds. And what they do is they go into these corporations and they say, you have to pass all these ESG initiatives. ESG stands for Environmental and Social Governance, okay? And I don't have time to go through all these details because we've got 49 bills to go through. But what you need to understand is that they basically vote for liberal policies to be enacted on a corporate level, not a government level, but a corporate level. And in this situation, they're using our state pensions. So all of our taxpayer dollars have been collected into some of the biggest pensions in the world. Your 401k tries to go and vote on a conservative issue and push against a liberal policy, you got very little swing, depending on how big your 401k is. But here's the thing, the state of Texas pension system has a lot of pull. And if they're going to vote against all these ESG initiatives, and if they're not going to invest with managers who are pushing the ESG initiatives, there's two different things. One is don't vote for the liberal policy. The other is, hey, I don't want our money being managed by some guy who's becoming a, a kajillionaire and has these super liberal ideas and is trying to push these liberal policies. This would have said, our pension system's getting out of the ESG business, passed the Senate, was delayed for weeks in the Pensions and Investments and Financial Services Committee, which is chaired by Giovanni Capriglione. But ultimately, Dustin Burroughs and all of his Republican members on the Calendars Committee killed the legislation. They placed it on the last calendar and they never got to it. There was another ESG bill, Senate Bill 1060, Senate Bill 1060. This is the ESG insurance shareholder bill. So there was an ESG insurance bill that passed, I think it was 883 or 833, but Senate Bill 1060 was gonna say, again, insurance companies, you can't enact these shareholder policies that are pushing these leftist ideas the Calendars Committee, Dustin Burroughs, killed that bill. SJR 70 by Brian Hughes was a parental rights constitutional amendment. And this was a constitutional amendment that passed the Senate with only three Democrats voting against it. Here's what I want you to realize. If you're wondering how bad is the Texas House of Representatives, the Texas Senate passed this parental rights constitutional amendment that simply said, hey, just FYI, the parents are supreme over the state when it comes to their children. And it established that constitutionally so that any other people that show up in the future that say, hey, we're gonna to try to kind of get around mom and dad and get to the kid and the state is gonna start taking over as the role of the parent, that's not gonna happen. It passed the Senate and only three Democrats were radical enough to vote against the bill. So this isn't something that's even like all the Democrats oppose it, all the Republicans support it. That bill never even got a hearing. The State Affairs Committee, chaired by Todd Hunter, killed that bill. The last one that fits kind of within these cultural issues is Senate Bill 163, Donna Campbell, parental consent for sex ed. Here's what you need to understand. Right now, parents consent for their kid to get into sex education. But this requirement expires in 2024. So Donna Campbell said, hey, I don't want that to expire. I want this to be replaced. It was a great bill, opt-in for sex ed. But the reality is that that bill died in the Texas House. Senate Bill 163, dead. It was sent to the Public Education Committee who sat on it for a little while. They sent it to the Calendars Committee, and then Dustin Burroughs put it on the very last calendar. Dustin Burroughs and the Republicans on the Calendars Committee killed this bill. 
Before I go on to the rest of the bills, I just want to let y'all know I'm going to emphasize again, if you haven't gotten the Texas Minute, please consider subscribing. Guys, I get the Texas Minute. A lot of my followers, people that follow this show, get the Texas Minute. It's a very helpful newsletter. If you go to Texas Scorecard, you can sign up for the Texas Minute. They now have a podcast form and an email form. For a long time, it was just an email newsletter. But if you don't really like reading your emails, uh, then you can actually just get the podcast and get a quick hit on just the very, very, very top stories going on. And you can do it every single day of the week. I've had people tell me, hey, could you take your shows and write it out more? And I don't really do that. Um, With this episode in particular, I will tell you, I am actually publishing this list with descriptions on every one of these bills. So if you're wanting to actually read this and just be able to send somebody a link and say, go through all these bills and explain to me what the heck happened, why did the Texas House kill tons of conservative policy, then you're going to have a link that you can go read this or watch it, listen to it, however you want to consume the information. But typically, I don't really write all this stuff down. So if you want to read, if that's how you get your information, subscribe to the Texas Minute at Texas Scorecard, or if you just want to subscribe to the podcast and get these quick hits of the few stories you need to be aware of, that's another great way to get your information. Next, we're going to go through a list of public and higher education reforms that were killed in the Texas House of Representatives. The first is, of course, Senate Bill 8 by Brandon Creighton. First, I'm going to focus on the school choice aspect of this bill. Governor Abbott came out and said, we need school choice. We need school choice where the money follows the child, where the parent can decide where the kid goes to school and the money follows that kid. This would be way better than the current monopolistic status quo that we have in Texas. And the Senate passed a bill that applied to about 5 million students in Texas. Not everyone. Not everyone was happy, but it applied to 5 million students. The Texas House of Representatives whittled that down and tried to create a program that applied to just a couple hundred thousand students. And Greg Abbott came out and said, that's completely unacceptable. I would veto that bill if you passed it. Get with the program. 85% of Republican voters already voted to say, let the money follow the child. Just do it. But they can't because the teacher unions are in control. And Dade Phelan could have made a public education committee that was way less friendly to teacher unions. And what he did was this. He took an education committee that was like 70% controlled by teacher unions, and he made them 50% controlled by teacher unions. Maybe even a little more than 50%. We don't know. But what he did was he made sure that there was just enough control that whatever bill got out of that committee was going to have to get chopped down to size. And he designed it that way. He assigned members to the committee. He knew the makeup of the committee. And he did that. So that bill got a hearing, but it just didn't make it out of the Public Education Committee. The next one is actually a combination of Senate Bill 8 and HB 890. So Brandon Creighton had a great idea, which is, I want to protect kids from getting groomed. The state of Florida did this, and the left lost their mind. Disney lost their mind. All these leftist corporations lost their mind. Because Florida said this. They said, you cannot talk to a child about sexual orientation and gender identity. You can't do it. That's not what the class is there for. When you send your kid into an English class, when you send your kid into a Western civilization class, a U.S. history class, a math class, you say, I want you as a teacher to teach my kid how to add. I want him to be able to tell me eight plus seven equals 15. That's all I want. And instead, this this teacher's like, let's talk about gender ideology in our math class. So Ron DeSantis said, you can't do that. And all the teachers are like, we don't do it. Great. If you don't do it, the ban won't matter. And then they freaked out. You want to know why? Because they're doing it. So Brandon Creighton said, I'm going to put in the school choice bill also language that says you can't talk about this with kids. And of course, the Texas House killed that. 
So then he took HB 890 by Keith Bell. And when it came over to the Senate, he took all this language and said, we're going to stick it on this House bill. So we're going to say, hey, you can't talk about, you can't groom these kids in the classrooms. If you're a teacher, you can't groom them with sexual orientation and gender identity ideologies, religion. You can't force your sexual religion on the kids. And the Texas House was like, no, we are not passing House Bill 890 now. I know we passed it before, but after you stuck that stuff on it, it's dead in the water in this chamber. That bill died. Senate Bill 1515 by Phil King was the Ten Commandments bill. This just said that we're going to display the Ten Commandments in classrooms. This is a phenomenal bill. Nope. Passed out too slowly from public education. They sat on it for a while. Brad Buckley is the chairman there. Ultimately, the calendars committee killed it. Dustin Burroughs and the Republicans on the calendars committee said, hey, let's stick this at the bottom of the very last calendar and just never get to it. Senate Bill 16 by Brian Hughes was a critical race theory ban at the university level. We talked about the DEI ban last week. That's a great thing that we passed it. The Texas House tried to gut it. Everyone pushed back. The Senate restored it to make it an actual strong bill. And conservatives on the House floor first worked to restore it back to the Senate version. But then it got gutted again. The House gutted this twice, once in committee and once on the floor. But then the Senate insisted that it be restored back more to what the Senate wanted, which was great. But Senate Bill 16 was a ban on critical race theory at universities. We don't want these Marxist ideas in our universities. It's pretty simple. We're not going to have critical race theory permeate our universities. And that's the current reality. So if you don't pass Senate Bill 16 and your kid goes to college next year, just know critical race theory is everywhere. The Higher Education Committee, chaired by John Kempel, they killed that bill. They didn't even give it a hearing. The Senate did its job. This wasn't just some random idea thrown out. They put it to the test. They passed it. Texas House killed it. Didn't even give it a hearing. Senate Bill 1072 by Brian Hughes restricted gender ideology in public schools. So this bill would have made it much harder for public schools to discuss anything regarding sex with children outside of parental approved sex education. Again, kind of like what Creighton was doing in Senate Bill 8 and House Bill 890, very similar. The Public Education Committee killed the bill. Passed the Senate, went to the House, Public Education Committee killed the bill. Senate Bill 595 by Lois Colcourse would require parental consent for mental health screenings. Now, what does that mean? Your kid's at school, they're acting out, they get upset, five-year-old kid, they're trying to figure out how to regulate their emotions. And the public school can say, hey, 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 Tom, I don't know why I always use Tom as an example, but I'm just using Tommy. This little boy, Tommy, whoever he is, man, he's getting really abused by all these leftists. But Tommy, they say, hey, Tommy, why don't we just go, why don't we just go into uh, this, this, this office over here? I've got some questions for you, Tommy. And I'm going to conduct a mental health screening on Tommy, some leftist mental health professional just sitting with your kid in a room, all alone, asking him a bunch of questions. And they're gonna decide if your kid has a healthy mind, body, and soul. And they're gonna use some Marxist filter to decide that. And so Senate Bill 595 said, hey, you cannot do this if a parent doesn't say you can do it. So you gotta call mom and dad and say, hey, we'd like to kind of grill Tommy in the room. And if mom and dad say, yeah, yeah, check on him, get, let us know what you want, you can do it. But if not, 
keep your hands off Tommy. So Senate Bill 595 said, public education committee worked pretty slowly on this issue. Ultimately, Dustin Burroughs placed it on the last calendar. Never got to it. Didn't have time. Had time to do a whole lot of other Democrat legislation. Didn't have time to do that. Yeah. Oh, well. Guess kids will just have to get subjected to all these mental health screenings without their parents' consent. It's not a big deal. Most conservative session ever. I mean, we can't really like protect a kid, but most conservative session ever. We can't conserve your family, but most conservative session ever. We can't conserve a university, which used to be an institution that actually taught people how to think and learn. And now we walk in and just turn them into a bunch of Marxists. Can't conserve that. But hey, most conservative session ever. One of the most conservative sessions in Texas history. You think telling a doctor you cannot chop the genitals off of a child makes it the most conservative session ever. That's idiotic. That's silly. It does mean you passed a good bill that prevents evil from happening. But guess what? You can't even preserve these basic institutions that have been in our state. You think you conserved something? Let's talk about health freedom. Let's talk about vaccine choice. So first of all, Senate Bill 177 is kind of the top bill that gets focused on. This was very simple. Brian Harrison came up with it as a brainchild. He just said, we're going to end COVID vaccine mandates, period. You can't get fired from your job. You can't get brought in. Anthony Fauci figured out, hey, I'm going to pass government mandates and I'm going to get all these private employers to become my little Nazi enforcers. And they're going to go around and tell everybody, you're not allowed to feed your family if you don't get the vaccine. And these people said, I'm not getting the vaccine. Great, you're fired. This bill would have said you can't do that. Passed out of committee, passed out of the Senate. The House bill and the Senate bill passed out of committee. Stephanie Click sat on it for a little while. She was playing her role in the game, trying to slow roll things, not give give the calendars committee enough time. She couldn't pass it out quickly because then the calendars committee would have had to sit on it forever. So she had to wait, 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 and then pass it out. It's a hot potato. These bills are hot potatoes. And you have to understand, if you are a chairman that plays ball with leadership, you have to hold the hot potato. And they try to let you hold it just long enough before it's like really burning your hands. And then you hand it to the next guy. And then he sits on it a while. And if you run the clock correctly, you can kill all this policy. Senate Bill 177 got placed on the last calendar. Oh, sorry, guys, just couldn't get to it. And they think they're cute by passing them out of the calendars committee. That way all the Republican members of calendars can say, what are you talking about? I passed that bill. And you go to Stephanie Click and she goes, I don't know what these people are talking about. I passed two bills that dealt with that issue. The question is, why is it not law? Why has the governor not signed the bill? You wanna know why? Because y'all are not incompetent. You're actually smart enough to know what you're doing. And you killed Senate Bill 177. Stephanie Click, Dustin Burroughs, Senate Bill 2086, DNA ownership by Lois Kolkhorst. You know what? Do you think you own your DNA? I think you own your DNA. They don't think you own your DNA. Lois Kolkhorst in the Texas Senate passed a bill that was pretty simple, said you own your DNA. It went to a Democrat-chaired committee. We tell you, don't have Democrat chairman. A lot of these bills were killed by Republican chairman. I heard from one person who was at a town hall with one of their state representatives last week, and they asked about Democrat chairs. And one of the things he said was, I wanna be clear, none of the Republican priorities died in Democrat committees. And so everybody in the room was like, oh, well, that sounds pretty good. And they're like, hey, this is what he's telling me. I said, yeah, 
What he's not telling you is they all died in Republican committees. And isn't that crazy? This is how much the Texas House will gaslight you. Like, well, look, the Democrats didn't kill it, so we can give them all these committees. We killed it all. But you should be happy with me that I didn't let the Democrats killed it and we killed it instead. This bill, though, died in a Democrat-chaired committee. Senate Bill 265 by Charles Perry. This is the state reporting for vaccine injuries. Let me just remind everybody, there's no debate about whether children get injured with vaccines. There's a debate about how many children get injured with vaccines, but not whether they get injured in vaccines. The federal government has a program specifically to pay out because they have all these mandates and then say, look, well, some of the kids are gonna be collateral damage. And if they get brain injuries or other injuries, we're just gonna have to pay their parents some money. This bill just said, hey, if you're a doctor in Texas, like you have to report those injuries to the VAERS system, which would make it much easier for parents to also work their way through this compensation process. The Senate passed the bill on April 20th, never even got a hearing in the Texas House. Stephanie Click, chair of public health, killed the bill. If you're wondering, well, when you say didn't even get a hearing, what do you need to do to get a hearing? Uh, The chairman of the committee has to set it for a hearing. Well, is there any way for anybody else to set it for a hearing? Nope. The chairman of the committee sets up for a hearing. So when I tell you this bill never got a hearing, that is literally the chairman of that committee saying, I don't even want people to hear about this bill, let alone vote to pass it out. Senate Bill 1584 by Bob Hall was the blood donation protection bill. Let me just quickly explain this problem that exists. Okay, certain people say, hey, I want blood from this guy. This guy and I share the same blood type. I would like him to be able to donate blood and that blood be given to me. And he says, I want to donate blood and give it to that guy who needs blood and knows me. But what's happening is some people would like to have somebody donate blood to them that's not vaccinated. And the the medical mafia is like, no, you can't do it. So Bob Hall files a bill, Senate Bill 1584, to address this issue and passes the Texas House. The calendars committee kills it. Put it on the very last calendar. Oh, sorry, we just didn't get to it. Senate Bill 666 by Bob Hall, medical board reform. The Texas Medical Board is a weaponized agency being used to target conservative doctors. They can lose their license based on an anonymous complaint. So you have some doctor who's treating patients, let's say for COVID, and they're saving people's lives. And the leftist medical establishment goes, we need to report that person to the Texas Medical Board. And they do. They're not a patient of that doctor. They've not even worked with that doctor. They never need to say, This bill would have reformed that process. Passed the Senate on May 12th. Never even received a hearing. The Public Health Committee, Chairman Stephanie Click, killed the bill. Senate Bill 389 was the Medical Board Transparency Act. So right now, the Texas Medical Board is not giving legislators legislative requests. They're not responding to legislative requests. And they're using these little loopholes that they've interpreted in state law to say, we don't really have to give you any of the things you ask for. So if you as a legislator ask the comptroller's office, the workforce commission office, some other office, hey, we want some information from your agency, they have to respond. But if we ask the Texas Medical Board, Medical Board says, oh, we got this kind of way of working around it. So Bob Hall files a bill and says, no, 
you're going to have to be more transparent. We're going to take a dark leftist state agency and bring it into the light. Passed the Senate on May 3rd. Never received a hearing. Went to the State Affairs Committee. Todd Hunter killed the bill. Senate Bill 301 by Bob Hall was the right to treat. This bill prohibited licensing boards from denying, revoking, or suspending a license or taking any disciplinary action against a licensed certified healthcare provider pharmacist due to lawful dispensing, prescribing, or administration of ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine. Very simple. These are two drugs the medical community loved until people started saying, hey, we're going to use it as one of the treatments for COVID, one of many. And they said, no, that is not what we've all agreed upon. Even if our treatments are not as effective, you're not allowed to do it. And we have doctors in Texas who are being punished with your taxpayer dollars and agencies are coming after them. The Texas Medical Board. This bill passed the Senate on April 20th. Never even got a hearing. Stephanie Click killed it. Went to the Public Health Committee. Senate Bill 426 by Angela Paxton was the right to treat as well. I call it kind of right to treat number two. And basically this bill allowed patients the right to access off-label medication if their doctor prescribed it for COVID. It was basically saying, hey, when it comes to this disease that shows up, we're not gonna basically come in and tell doctors, you're only allowed to prescribe these few drugs. We're gonna say, if there's anything you wanna prescribe to your patient who has entrusted themselves to your care, you can do it. No adverse action taken against you. It passed the Senate on April 5th. There's tons of time. That's like passing in halftime in the Texas House. For the third and fourth quarter, Stephanie Click killed it. Never even got a hearing in the Texas House. Senate Bill 426. Let's go to the issue of immigration. House Bill 20 by Matt Schaefer was filed. This was probably the best immigration bill of the session. This was going to establish the Border Protection Unit. I don't remember the exact name of it, but essentially establish a border force which was going to actually go down and challenge the unconstitutional rulings that the federal courts have made in the past and say, when we are being invaded, and it had an invasion declaration in the bill, a finding that we are being invaded, we are allowed to take people who we witness crossing into Texas from Mexico and return them to the other side of the border. We are gonna return them to Mexico because the federal government has completely abdicated its responsibility. And Dade Phelan got all cute and said, hey, this is a priority of mine. Now, if it was a priority of Dade Phelan's, shouldn't it like move? Shouldn't it go? Shouldn't it actually like move through the process quickly? No, it's actually the Democrat bills that were priority of his that moved really quickly. So he wanted to expand Medicaid and other things like that. And those bills just flew. But not this, the, the best. I mean, literally everybody's looking at Dade Phelan's priorities and they're like, his best priorities is House Bill 20. I kept telling people the one issue that the House looks to be to the right of the Senate on is on the issue of immigration. Because House Bill 20 is a great bill. And if it had passed the Texas House and gone to the Senate, we would all be coming to you right now saying, hey, the House actually did a good job trying to protect the border and the Senate didn't. But here's the problem. House Bill 20 never made it out of the House. The Speaker's priority never made it out of the House. How did that happen? Well, see, it kind of got delayed and delayed and delayed and delayed and delayed. And then the Calendars Committee is like, let's put this on one of the last calendars. And then the Democrats are like, hey, we got this point of order. And the parliamentarian who the Speaker hires and fires and is a Democrat says, hey, I, I don't 
I don't think this bill can continue to move forward. And he tells Dade Phelan, I think you should rule in favor of the Democrats' point of order. Now, the parliamentarian doesn't point of order bills. Democrats don't point of order bills. The only person who can call a point of order, who can who can rule in favor of a point of order, because a Democrat can call one, but who can rule in favor of a point of order and kill a bill is Dade Phelan. And see, the House leadership had to work together to make sure that this bill was super late in the process so that when Dade Phelan said, I rule in favor of this point of order and it has to go back to committee, it can't get out of committee and go to calendars and get put back on the calendar in time. The Texas House of Representatives killed this bill. And if you were going to say who, which one person's most responsible, it would be Dade Phelan. But he needed the help of Todd Hunter and Dustin Burroughs to do it. Senate Concurrent Resolution 23 by Lois Colcourse was a border invasion declaration. This is such an easy bill to pass. It's a resolution. It says we're being invaded. It's a legislative finding. It's the Texas legislature saying we are being invaded, which gives us certain authority under the Constitution. Let's at least have the Senate and the House say we're being invaded. It doesn't actually secure the border. It just says we're being invaded, which now puts even more pressure on the governor to actually secure the border. SCR 23? Passes the Senate, goes to state affairs, never receives a hearing. So hundreds of thousands of people, millions of people are just pouring across the border. The House is like, oh, we don't even have time to listen to that bill. State Affairs Committee, Todd Hunter, kills the bill. HB 3280 by Terry Leo Wilson is an in-state tuition ban. Very simple. We have taxpayer benefits for illegals in the state of Texas. They're taxpayer benefits that were established by the Texas legislature. We're not required by the federal government to give illegals, taxpayer money. We came up with this program on our own. We established it. And the Republican Party of Texas has opposed these programs for ever since they've been created. House Bill 3280 gets filed by Terry Leo Wilson, says we're going to stop giving in-state tuition to illegals. And this is the way in-state tuition works. For those of you who don't know, this illegal immigrant applies to Texas A&M, gets into Texas A&M, and then we write a check to Texas A&M to say, hey, charge that individual who is here illegally, less for their tuition. Less than you would charge an American citizen from Oklahoma. Less than you would charge an American citizen from Louisiana. If they're coming to A&M, they pay full freight, but that individual who is illegally here in the country, we are gonna make sure that they pay less for their college. That bill never received a hearing in the House of Representatives. They could have received, they could have started hearing legislation in March, all March, all May, all April. Nope. John Kempel, Higher Education Committee killed the bill. Senate Bill 2424 by Brian Birdwell was a border crossing crime. It made it a crime to cross the southern border, to walk across from Mexico to Texas. That is a crime. Senate Bill 2424 by Brian Birdwell came up. Dade Phelan worked with the Democrats, killed it on a point of order. Again, Everyone had to play their role to delay it as long as possible so that when the Democrats called the point of order on the bill and Dade Phelan goes, yep, ruling in favor, just killed the bill. Also remember, 10 members of the legislature, HB 20 or SB 2424, all it would have taken was 10 members of the legislature to say, we're challenging the ruling of the chair and we would have had a record vote and had potential to have 76 legislators vote to say, hey, we're going to make it a state crime to cross the border and give everybody even more tools to start securing our border, which is not secure at all right now. 10 members didn't want to do it. Dade Phelan killed the bill. HB 3486 by Steve Toth was an E-Verify bill. 
Now, I will say on this bill, the Senate and the House both killed E-Verify. It didn't pass either chamber, okay? Very simple. It just says we've got millions of illegals coming in. Employers need to start using E-Verify because we need to know if the people you're hiring are the citizens of this state because we actually, as a state, as a government, are supposed to protect our citizens. Our responsibility and obligation is to the citizens. Florida actually passed some great E-Verify legislation. Now, what the Senate did, we got to give them some credit. They had a hearing on the bill. They moved the bill. They got it out of their committee. Ultimately, we never got enough senators to sign on to the bill, to commit to the bill, to get it actually out of the Senate. But at least if if you want E-Verify and you're like, where are my problems? You need both chambers to get on board. But based on the current trajectory, even if we do get it out of the Senate, the Texas House won't even hear the bill. The State Affairs Committee killed it. HB 4743. Tony Tenderholt, tax remissions to foreign countries. Very simple. Let me explain how this works. And the legislature knows this. These guys aren't dumb guys. When individuals cross the border, they owe cartels tens of thousands of dollars. The reason cartels are trafficking humans at an alarming rate millions of people, is because they're making money on the drugs and the people coming across. And if you cross that border, like for all you know, the cartels, if you don't pay them and you don't finish the payments, you know, some brother's going to lose a finger or something. So you owe them a lot of money. So first you got to go get an American job and you can't get an American job if there's E-Verify, but you know what? The Texas legislature killed E-Verify, so you can go get an American job. And our court system will say, oh, well, you're here legally. And it's not a crime to cross the border in the state, so we can't even come after you there. And we killed Matt Schaefer's HB20, so we're not having a border unit there to put you back into Mexico. So then you get an American job. And then you owe these cartels a lot of money. So when you get your paycheck from your American job, you send back a good portion of that to Mexico. And it goes to the cartels. A lot of it. And so this was going to say, hey, we're going to start financially penalizing this whole system that is literally designed. We have favored our laws for the cartels. So Tony Tinderholt filed a bill that said, hey, we're going to tax the snot out of those remissions. When you go to send that money to the cartel, guess what? Uncle Sam's going to take some of that money. And I don't care if you don't like it. Because the person sending it, many cases is not even in the country legally, and they're sending it to some cartel member. So we could take 15, 20% of that and pay down your property taxes. But no, it went to the Ways and Means Committee. Chairman Morgan Meyer killed it, never even gave the bill a hearing. Did you see what I just explained to you about House Bill 4743? Doesn't that sound like a bill that the Texas House would be like, we should at least consider this bill? Never even gave it a hearing. Morgan Meyer killed that bill. Election integrity. There are so many election integrity bills that died. And if you want to know one of the, I mean, as you can hear, public health and state affairs and calendars, but elections committee was another committee that killed a ton of Republican policy. And here's the thing. There's a lot of Republican policy that died in the Senate too, but the Senate passed tons of election integrity legislation. So let's go through the list. Senate Bill 990 by Bob Hall eliminated countywide polling. This is one of the programs that was initially established in blue counties that came up with it makes it much harder to audit your elections because all of these voters across the air are voting everywhere. And this says, hey, you have to vote in your precinct, which is a much easier election to then audit and monitor. It's much harder to steal and to cheat. 
eliminate countywide polling, passed the Senate in late April, never even got a hearing, was killed by Reggie Smith in the Elections Committee. Senate Bill 397 by Bob Hall and Representative Brian Harrison had the House Companion requiring early voting tapes to be printed. Very simple. Print the tapes when the early votes are taken before Election Day. Passed the Senate in late April, never even got a hearing in the House. Reggie Smith, the Elections Committee, killed that. Senate Bill 921 by Brian Hughes bans ranked choice voting, which was this liberal idea to convince red states to allow more liberals to be elected statewide. Passed the Senate in late March. Guys, this is like, if, if you're a basketball guy, you know, the first, second, third, fourth quarter, they're passing this in the second quarter of the legislative session, and the House had to sit on it for a long time. Never heard. Never even heard. Reggie Smith killed that bill. Senate Bill 1846 by Brandon Creighton banned voting machines from China, Iran, North Korea. They said, hey, we're talking about foreign interference. We don't want any of our machines and all these things being used to do to work in our elections. We don't want them to be from these foreign countries. Very simple. Passed the Senate in mid-April. Plenty of time. The Calendars Committee, Dustin Burroughs and all his, his Republican buddies on the committee, they killed it. They placed it on the last calendar. Oh, man. Ran out of time, guys. Sorry. Guess we might have to have some Chinese voting machines. Oh, man. Most conservative session ever. Can't conserve our elections, but hey, most conservative session ever. Senate Bill 910 by Paul Betancourt, the Election Transparency Act, made local governments provide government documents related to election contests. You have these local governments who are delaying the release of documents when you have a lawsuit that's filed against them. And this said, hey, you got to release these documents in a timely manner. Passed the Senate in early April. The Calendars Committee, Dustin Burroughs, killed it. Oh, man, they placed it on the last calendar. So if you go to Dustin Burroughs, he'll go, what are you talking about? I, I passed 1910 out of my committee. Why did the governor not sign it? Because you played games. And all the Republicans on the Calendars Committee knew it when they voted for that calendar. Senate Bill 2208. So you notice one thing on elections. Clearly, Reggie Smith was getting so much heat. He's like, guys, I got to let some of these hot potatoes out. I'm going to sit on some of them and never hear them, but I got to put some of them out. And then they're going, okay, but we still don't want to pass a bunch of them. So Dustin, you're going to now have to put them on the very last calendar so that we can try to blame the Democrats for killing them. So Dustin will get his hands a little dirty. Reggie gets his hands a little dirty. Everybody shares the blame. Senate Bill 2208 by Tan Parker was the election integrity Attorney General Empowerment Act. So while the Texas House was like, let's impeach the Attorney General, the Attorney General was coming to the legislature saying, hey, this dumb court ruling says I can only go in and actually prosecute election integrity if the district attorney gives me permission. And you want to know where the district attorney's not going to give our Attorney General permission? Uh, blue states, where they're maybe kind of open to stealing elections. Tam Parker passes a bill saying, hey, that we're going to change the law. That's dumb. The Senate passed the bill in late April. The Calendars Committee killed it. Oh, but they did place it on the very last calendar. But they killed it. Senate Bill 1807, Drew Springer, election law conformity. It's illegal for local governments to make up their own election laws. Did you know that? It's illegal. Probably pretty good. Here's the problem. Uh, there's no penalty for doing it. So we passed this bill and said, hey, you can't make up your own election laws because they were during COVID. But we didn't say what was going to happen to them if they did it. 
So guess what the Democrat counties kept doing? Making up their own election laws because there's no consequences. So Drew Springer files Senate Bill 1807 and says, uh, we're going to put some consequences and teeth in that bill. Passed the Senate mid-April. Calendars committee, that pesky calendars committee, kills it. They put it at the very bottom of the calendar. Let's just let, let's let that die. Let's let the clock run out. They set the clock. It doesn't run out. They know how much time is left on the clock. They know when they kill the bill. Senate Bill 1600 by Brian Hughes was a proof of citizenship to vote. Very simple. A similar bill passed, I believe, in Ohio, but they just said, hey, we are going to pass a bill that says that you can set up processes by which you verify citizenship status to vote. Never even got a hearing in the elections committee. Reggie Smith killed it. Senate Bill 260 by Lois Colchurst was the cleaning inactive voters from the rolls. This bill was very simple. It just said, hey, and there's already a process by which we clean certain people. This was actually the one that uh, Ohio passed similar legislation. Uh, The other one, I don't think Ohio passed a similar bill. I've got a lot of policy I'm going through. So please, you know, give me a little bit of charity at all this stuff. There was um, an Arizona court case that Senate Bill 1600 by Brian Hughes was based on. But Senate Bill 260 was actually uh, somewhat in line with a bill that passed in Ohio just to say, so there's already certain things like if you apply to vote from a PO box, there's certain things that the registrar can do to try to verify that you are a real person or whatever. If they're like, well, you know, you're registered to vote at this PO box, but you live at this house, what's going on? So this was adding processes in that whole process to clean up inactive voters from the voter rolls, because the more inactive voters you have on the voting rolls, the more potential for voter fraud. Senate Bill 260 by Lois Colcourse passed the Senate in mid-April, Never got a hearing. Reggie Smith, Elections Committee, never gave it a hearing. Senate Bill 1938 by Paul Bettencourt, the Voter Registrar Accountability Bill is what I call it. I made up all these names, by the way. So these aren't like in the bills. I was just trying to kind of simplify a way to kind of explain to you what each of these bills did. But Senate Bill 1938 by Paul Bettencourt was the Voter Registrar Accountability. This bill would have given the Secretary of State more tools to financially punish Democrat counties who are disregarding Texas law. Passed the Senate in mid-April, never got a hearing. The Elections Committee, Reggie Smith, the chairman, killed it. Senate Bill 1039 by Paul Bettencourt, the voter irregularity audit. This bill would have said, hey, if a county has concerns, here's the process by which they can ask to rectify those concerns. Explain the irregularities to us, Elections Commission, the uh, you know local elections administrator. And then if they're unsatisfied with the answer, if this person's like, well, this is why, you know, it says 100 people voted, but really 90 people voted. And we're trying to explain this whole situation to you. And they go, yeah, none of that makes sense. They can actually ask the Secretary of State to come in. It was a very simple. It was a voter irregularity audit. Empowering these counties, red counties and blue counties alike. It passed the Senate in mid-April, was severely delayed in the Elections Committee by Reggie Smith. It was clearly one of those bills that he's like, well, I just want to pass this. So my hands only have a little blood on them. The calendars committee kills it. Oh, but they did place it on the very last calendar, knowing it was going to die. Sorry, guys, clock ran out. But I still can tell people I voted for it. Very sinister. Senate Bill 1911 by Paul Bettencourt, the election supply mandate. Super simple. Harris County took a bunch of red precincts and said, don't give them enough paper for their voting machines. And the judge, I know some of these people who show up 
to help run their elections for their precinct and call down to the elections headquarters and say, uh, I'm going to run out of paper at like 1130. Oh, really? Wow. We didn't realize that. We had no idea that your precinct actually always votes way more voters than the paper we gave you. Well, we'll try to get you some paper soon. Oh man, we can't get out there for a while sometime this afternoon. So for hours, no one can vote in your red precinct. This happened. I'm not telling you what they could do. I'm telling you what they did. And Paul Bettencourt said, Senate Bill 1911 is going to say, you have to supply these precincts. This bill passed the Senate in mid-April, was heard in the House Committee on Elections in early May. Then the committee sat on it and never voted it out. They heard it. At least they gave this one a hearing. I guess they didn't like what they heard. They heard it and was like, man, these Democrat committee, these Democrat counties are doing this. It's horrible. Should we pass a bill that says they have to give them paper? Oh, I don't know. Most conservative session ever, you can't conserve the right for someone to show up to their precinct and know they can actually cast a vote. Okay. I don't know what kind of, cons I don't know what the word conservative means to House leadership in the Texas House. Let's talk about guns. HB 1894 by Briscoe Kane banned red flag laws. Very simple. Red flag laws are bad. We should ban them. We don't have them in Texas, but we're going to put something in law that says they're banned just to make it very clear that you can't go take away someone's guns because you think they might commit a crime. The bill was sent to a committee. Now that committee was kind of designed by Dade Phelan to not pass pro-gun bills. It was designed to be able to pass gun control bills. He put the committee together. It was a House Select Committee that he put together. And that committee had two members, Justin Holland and Sam Harless. And when HB 1894 came up for a vote, those two Republicans left. And what they did was they made sure that there were enough votes where when the Democrats voted, the bill died. Justin Holland and Sam Harless killed that bill. HB 2705 by Richard Hayes was the Protect Short Barrel Firearms Bill. This bill will protect gun owners who protest, protect, uh, this would protect gun owners who possess short barrel firearms. The Calendars Committee killed this bill. They just placed it on the last calendar towards the bottom. On the last day, House bills could pass, and oh darn, we didn't get to it. Did we get to thousands of other bills? Yes. Did we pass over a thousand bills? Yeah. Bunch, de bunch of Democrat bills? Yes. Did you put them on earlier calendars committees? Yes. Did you put them on earlier, not calendars committees, but calendars? But this one, we just sat on for a little while and just threw it on the very end. Oh man, the Democrats killed it. HB 5153 by Tony Tinderholt was the federal gun confiscation opposition bill. This basically just put more teeth into laws that we have that say, hey, you can't, the federal government is not going to come in and start enforcing these draconian, tyrannical gun control laws if they ever think about it. And these bills are really important to pass because they set the tone and tell the federal government what they're up against if they decide to come to Texas to try to take our guns. That's why you pass these bills. That's what happens when you're trying to conserve the Second Amendment, conserve basic rights that we have as a society. But that bill never even got a hearing. The State Affairs Committee, Todd Hunters, killed the bill. Never gave it a hearing. HB 4663 by Mark DeRazio, the adult gun protection bill. All this did was say, hey, two years ago, Texas passed unconstitutional legislation. They passed a bill 
that said that 18-year-olds don't have a Second Amendment right. Okay, That's, now that was the constitutional carry bill that did a bunch of other good stuff. But you have to know that aspects of it that were opposed by conservatives said, hey, young adults who can go sign up and join the army, give their life and get shot at, they don't have a Second Amendment right. So the federal court said, uh, yeah, they do. You can't actually take those rights away from 18, 19, and 20-year-olds. Sorry, Texas legislature. So Mark Drazio filed a bill and said, hey, can we just, can we just fix that? Can we just restore it? Never even got a hearing. Ryan Gian, chairman of the Community Safety Committee, killed the bill. The Community Safety Committee was the committee established by Dade Phelan that was kind of designed to pass more gun control and kill gun policy. Let's talk about a couple other conservative bills. One is Senate Bill 147 by Lois Colcourse, probably the most obvious bill that could have been passed this session that got killed. All of these are obvious, right? I mean, you just read them and you go, why didn't that pass? Why didn't they give that a hearing? Why did they play games and just delay, 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 and then put it at the very end? And what, what are these guys trying to do? What do they think they were sent there for? None of them campaign and say, hey, I'll fight really hard and then sit on a bunch of the bills that you care about and I tell you I care about. They don't campaign that way, but they do that. Senate Bill 147 is simple. It says that Chinese nationals can't buy our infrastructure. They can't buy agriculture land. They can't buy our water. They can't buy our minerals. They can't buy oil and gas and then sit on it. They can destroy us. They're allowed to come in and buy our dirt. And this says, no, you can't do that. Do you know what happens when you go to China? You want to go try to buy a lot, a home? You can't do it. They go, we own all that. You're not allowed to own any of it. You can sign a hundred year lease. A hundred year lease. Lois Colcourt started out with Senate Bill 147, literally saying, I want, to, I want all land to be banned. Unfortunately, there weren't enough votes in the Senate, so it got kind of whittled down but it still was a good bill that said, hey, all this infrastructure can't be purchased by Chinese nationals. State Affairs Committee gave a hearing to Cody Harris's bill in their committee, which did something similar. It still was even smaller than Senate Bill 147. It did less than even Lois's whittled down bill, which is often what happens in the House. They file some bill that does even less than what the Senate even does when they whittle their own bills down. They gave a hearing to that bill, never gave a hearing to 147, sat on the bill, never voted it out. The State Affairs Committee, Todd Hunter, killed that bill. Senate Bill 175 by Mays Middleton was a taxpayer-funded lobbying ban. Very simple. Your taxpayer money is not allowed to be used by these local governments to pay millions of dollars to all these lobbyists in Austin who then go and lobby against our conservative legislation. All these cities and counties and these different, they're coming in here Guys, we had Democrat counties that were like hiring law firms to find points of order on bills and stuff. Your money, your taxpayer money being used. They didn't go to a private donor and say, would you like to fund this program to hire these lobbyists to kill these bills? They said, no, let's just use a little bit of everybody's money. Let's use all these Republicans' money who pay property taxes that are going through the roof and then we'll pay lobbyists and the lobbyists will go kill property tax reform and relief efforts. So Mays Middleton filed a bill that is supported by the Republican Party, is supported by conservatives on both sides. Taxpayer-funded lobbying ban passed the Senate, was never even given a hearing in the Texas House. 
the State Affairs Committee, Todd Hunter, killed the bill. Senate Bill 610 by Brian Hughes, Article 5 Convention. Now, I've heard from a lot of our listeners and viewers and followers and email subscribers, all your opinions on the Article 5 Convention, okay? I I have a lot of people that say they love it and a lot of people that say they hate it. So this one I put on the list, but I caveat it with acknowledging the fact that if you support an Article 5 Convention, then this is another conservative bill that was killed in the Texas House of Representatives. Pass the Senate, and you probably can blame the Calendars Committee, Dustin Burroughs, um, because they did place it on like the last calendar and it got killed. But uh, if you oppose the Article 5 Convention, then like Senate Bill 610 is not on the list of conservative things killed. So for you, if you oppose it, then this is like 48 bills. And if you support the Article 5 Convention, then Senate Bill 610, then there's 49 bills. 49 bills that the Texas House killed. And I'm going to tell you something. This is a list I built in one day. One day. I sat down and said, let me just start pulling together bills that were killed. If you think this is an exhaustive list, you're wrong. If you are somebody who follows the show and you know of other conservative bills that you were following that died, feel free to send them. I'd love to talk about them. But I don't think much more of a case needs to be made. I mean, this to me is, this is almost 50 articles of impeachment against almost every Republican in the Texas House, certainly against all these chairmen. It's absurd. They're playing with kids who are being sexualized. It is an impeachable offense. You should be that offended of how horrifically run the Texas House is. And these people are not dumb. They know what they're doing. They know how the process works. And this is what they hate. They hate that you and I know how the process works too. That's what they really hate. They don't hate that you're against them. They hate that you actually get it. They hate that you see them. They hate that we can actually call them out and show what they did. They wanna be able to go home and have a town hall and just tell everybody, here's the four or five good things we did, here's the 10. We're so awesome and everyone just claps for them. That's what they want. We're not letting them do it. Because if you can't conserve these things, then this isn't even close to one of the most conservative sessions in Texas history. I hope that this has been helpful. I hope that this has given you at least uh, something you can share with anybody in Texas to say, if you want to know all the things that the Texas House killed and all the problems with the culture of the lower chamber in the legislature, look at this list. We're going to publish this on Texas Scorecard as as a written commentary too, so you can actually just go say, read this list, watch this video on YouTube, listen on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, Guys, this is, what, this is why we have the Luke Messias show, is to be able to bring you this information. It's different than what you get anywhere else. Okay, we're not here just to give you a couple quick hits on news stories. We're trying to tell you what's really going on. And this is what's going on. I hope this has been helpful for you. God bless you. And may God bless the great state of Texas. Thank you for listening to the Luke Messias show. 
To find out more information about what's going on here in Texas, visit texasscorecard.com.